And we are back. Welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm Brian, and with me yet again, I have the infamous Mark. Hello, hello. So, this week we're going to be talking about Conker's Bad Fur Day, a uh, shit-crusted gem of a game from the N64 days. Oh, it smells so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we <laughs> before we start tasting this game, let's um let's talk about some gaming news and and such. So you were mentioning uh, a thing called Google Stadia. Yeah. What's that about? So basically, Google is getting in on the gaming market because they're saying, they're, you know, they may be thinking like, oh wow, gaming market's becoming a multi-billion-dollar company. Grand Theft Auto keeps printing money, so why don't we get in on it? And rather than be on the, you know, developer or producer or you know, developer or of the games or you know the the uh, the publisher, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. They're going a different route. They're going to be a means of playing the game. Because their whole thing is they have these servers all across the world. So they're going to try and work into hosting servers so that you can play any and all games that are obviously redone to work on their, uh, their engines or work with their servers um, based off of the cloud. So essentially you can run AAA games on your phone, on your tablet, uh, on your PC. They're even saying, like, oh yeah, if you have a smart TV or an internet-connected TV, you can literally just play the game straight to your TV. Um, the interesting thing, too, is like it's it's not quite pick-up-and-play, but wherever, say, I'm playing on my phone at work, because I don't do anything at work, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't make anything. So, <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> I don't do things at work. I don't do things. I only prevent, you know, major issues with manufacturing. But yeah, that's, that's a small point. So playing games on my phone, I get caught my boss, I set it down, hide the phone, go home, hop on my computer or hop on my PC or hop on my TV and literally pick up where I was because it's hosted entirely in the cloud. Hmm. Yeah, I heard a little bit about this and it, my initial reaction was, well, thanks. I already bought a computer, so... You're a little late on this, Google. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's but, it's like it's almost one of those things like, oh, this would be so great for people that I can't afford to have like a beefy computer. But then again, you'd have to have beefy internet, right? So it's, yeah, it's, I feel like you you'd have to be like living in Center City, Philly, to actually be able to use this. Yeah, and they're 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 talking about how like, oh, we have servers all over the world, and like showing servers in Africa, I'm like. Who in Africa is going to have, like, the means to do this anyway? Right. Like, okay. And and over your phone? I mean, yeah. maybe once they push out 5G, you might be able to have yeah, or, connections stable enough for that. But. Yeah, either 5G or once they push, like, a protocol that's even faster than 802.11ax, in which, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be, like, gigabit Wi-Fi. Maybe that's part of their plan, though, is maybe they're in... In parallel to developing the streaming service, they're providing the next steps to be able to do that kind of infrastructure that you would require for it. Funny thing is, they are literally paying one of the cities that they are putting Google Fiber in to remove all the damage they did because they're pulling out of that city because it failed. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Google just has so much money. They're just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Here's, it, it. And best part was, it was like, oh, a whopping like $3.4 million or something. I'm like, 
they they probably didn't even feel that at all. Three point four million. It was that's it, nothing. It, it it might be a lot more than that, but just from like I don't think it was three point four billion, but it was something like obscenely small amount where it's like, man, their work trucks that they got to like put in all this infrastructure probably cost more than that. That's just a rounding error for them. Yeah. Um, the coolest thing I actually saw from this was not really the streaming tech. It was their controller, and not because of the the hardware, or the layout, or the buttons. So the controller does not connect to your device. The controller connects to your game over Wi-Fi. So that's, that's how they're cool. actually mitigating input lag. So rather than having you know the ping go from the server to your TV, you see from the TV, you do your input, that input takes a delay to the TV and then goes back, and you actually mm-hmm. have to then sync up two inputs, the output from the TV and the input from the controller based on the TV. The controller is actually over Wi-Fi going straight to the server, mm-hmm. so that it's no longer a mishmash of connecting the dots between them. There's only a one-way stream of going from the from the controller to the server, then back to whatever you're displaying onto. Hmm. I feel like this would be something I might try if they have like like different layers of. Um, I'm assuming it's like a like an internet subscription kind of a service. Yeah. And if they have like a base level where they'll let you play like games, you know, I don't know how you would do it, but if I could use it as a way to demo a game before I buy it. Oh. I might actually use that. Yeah, if anything, this service may be really good to be like, oh, subscription, it's $10 a month. Well, I can use that $10 to try like four or five different like AAA or multiple indie right. games if they're on there, find out which one I really like so I don't spend 60 or if game prices go up, $70 on a game right. that I find out, ooh, this wasn't my cup of tea. This was another killer is dead. Hey. Let's be let's be real. It's another Dust Force. <laughs> or another Team Fortress. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're not going to come back with the Team Fortress free? Okay, fine. You know, let's no, put it on the I'm, table. I'm not, but I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to mention it because you already know <laughs> it. You already feel inside you. That's being like, I hate you, but on the inside you're crying because you actually love them. Uh, No, <laughs> not even close, but you can tell yourself that. If it helps you sleep at night that you need to think that I like playing Battle Medic. Battle Medic! Fuck that game. <laughs> anyway. No, I would definitely use it, though, if, if you could go in and, and test out games. Um, it, it would really depend on the price. They'd have to have just the right amount where I'd, I wouldn't feel like I'm throwing away money. Um, or even for what we're doing right now, you know? Yeah. For us to go and... It could, I could see it turning into, depending on how they lock things down, a Netflix-type service where... One person has it, and four people just are on the account. Yeah, I, I would. I think that there's a lot of potential for this. I won't use it exclusively, I'm sure, because there are times that I like to play without internet. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I need a computer to be able to do this, so I just will not only use that kind of a service, period. But yeah. I could see it being useful for other reasons, um, especially if they can have it so that you could play not only PC games, but they make it so you can play, like, other platforms, that'd be sweet. I doubt it, but that'd be sweet if they could. Yeah, I mean, do do you have any idea when that's actually going to roll out? Do they have any... 
Um, target dates, or are they just kind of like talking about it? Really, yeah, really, it was just a talk about it. It'd be interesting if Google is like becomes a key player at like say like E3, where you know you have the major releases like oh this is coming out on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and now Google Stadia. I wonder if they would just partner with Steam. See, that's that's another thing where it's like I don't think they want to partner with Steam. They actually want to be a competitor because Steam is Steam is almost taken in, you know, thirty percent of a cut from every game that's sold. Which is also why now we have Epic Games coming into it too, where they're launching their own store. And as bare bones as as it is, people do enjoy having that competition. Boo. I I know Boo. I know, but Boo. if you remember back to the days, which I don't think you do, if you remember back to the days where it's like. Oh, I really want to play. Uh, oh man, what's that? I, it was one game that really got me into Steam. Um, it wasn't Half Life because I wasn't that early, but it was the game where like you're on a frozen planet and you have to kill things to get the warmth out of them. You're trying to like. Oh, um, Lost Planet. Yes, Lost Planet. That was one of the first games that it's like, oh, you have to have Steam to play this game. I was like, well, this Ooh, is fucking. It was on Xbox 360. I played that game. Yeah, it's like this is bullshit. I have to have this launcher to play, and like that's kind of how it is right now with uh, Epic Game Store, where it's like people are pissed that like I just want all of my games in one launcher. I have all of my friends in one launcher. I have all these cool things that are tied into this one launcher. Well, that's that's how Steam started too. The only thing I yeah, but I don't like it because it's. The Fortnite people. Oh, I know. No, I, I fucking, I hate people that play Fortnite. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize. No, I feel bad. You're... I feel bad making fun of like 12 year olds. Do you? Nah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no, you <don't. laughs> Them and their silly attempts at telling you that you're going to get beat up by their older brother. I'm, yeah. I'm no, a fucking mom. Shit. Uh, didn't realize With your what? teddy bear was named mom. <laughs> Nice. I'm so proud of you. You finally got your first erection. Use it well. Mm, mm, mm. So oh, it's... cute. <laughs> oh, no. no, I feel like a pedophile. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> what? No. Right, we can gladly talk about how little kids are in class. They get called on by their teacher. and They're like, uh, I don't want to come up to the board because they have a raging erection. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Fuck Fortnite. I mean... <laughs> You're you're our only listener, so you don't like Fortnite, so we're not going to insult anyone that's listening to us. Oh, true that, true that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what what is going on with this Epic Games Store? I mean, are they are they getting like exclusive content, so or they're... are they just trying to like just directly compete with Steam by having the same games? They're trying to directly compete with Steam by making a more open market. For competition they're giving back to the developers by not taking 30 percent cut i think they're taking like 12 or even or maybe even less and actually they're giving you know uh exclusive so some of the games that are coming out are exclusive only to the epic store um if they're on pc because they want to pull away from steam and they're actually giving money to the developers to have that exclusivity so from a publishing standpoint yeah all publishers are like hell yeah, we'll only be on the Epic uh, Game Store because we're getting money for this. You're giving us more of the cut. So from a business standpoint, it's really a win-win for Epic 
and for the developer and publisher. Yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that I don't like Fortnite, I can't really have a real reason to boo Epic. Other than um, just the typical gamer, like, well, I already have all my friends on one, you know, social network. Yeah, but I don't really care that much. I just, I don't know, every time I have to install anything else, I'm just like, this is another thing taking up space on my computer that I really don't need. And, you know, I open up Steam and it automatically starts, uh, like, downloading, you know, updates and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now, oh, I want to go play something. And I got to go open another one. Oh, and you need to update too. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just, I think what hurt uh, hurt gamers in the past for PC gaming was when, like, publishers were putting out their own store your uplay your origin um those were not conducive to making a good like ecosystem for pc gaming steam will just destroy mm -hmm. all of them but having actually a third party launcher is in my in my opinion it is a good thing it's not as beefy as steam is like you have recommendations you have all these different reviews also indie developers can easily get onto steam um that's one of the comments that the owner of like the epic game store or wh whatever he was saying yeah we're not gonna have garbage games on my store <laughs> well what's he define as a garbage game i might actually be on board with this now it's, well a lot can, of the you know the the rehashing of just resources you know um uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, what's it called just flipping the stuff that's in a game and just like moving it around so it looks like a different new game but really you're just stealing it's copyright uh, I those type of garbage those type of garbage games where they're like a dollar and it's like a oh this is like doom but really they just stole it's a, an asset flip that's what it's called hmm. so they're not going to have any asset flippers you have to be like a well-known or like at least a proven game developer in order to be on the Damn. epic game store i was so hoping i could just like permanently switch over to epic and tell kevin i can never play indie games again <laughs> Well, that's, well, that's the thing is, like, again. on Epic, there are <laughs> indie games already, and some of them are free, like Slime Rancher. Ooh. Slime Rancher was free, and I was playing that, you know, we talked about last episode. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm i sure eventually they'll get me to, to download it, but if they don't have a specific exclusive game that catches my eye, I won't do it. Yeah, just, like, really, what, what, not gonna happen. what caught my eye was, I love the Metro series. And the Metro, and I even, like, was going to pre-order, well, I didn't pre-order, but I was going to, like, get it immediately on Steam, because I love that that game. So it was Metro uh, Exodus. And then, mm -hmm. last minute, like, a month before they launched, or it came out, they said, hey, we're not releasing on Steam, we're only releasing on Epic Game Store. Oh, by the way, we're saving enough money from it that the game is no longer $60, it's 50 Hmm. Ah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yep. That they'll have to put out some like if <clears throat> if like the next Fallout or Elder Scrolls comes out on Epic Game Store they'll have me, mm -hmm. but I don't know what maybe if they bring the next uh, sandbox building adventure survival game on there I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always got a uh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders. No, I'm not playing <laughs> RPG Maker. Fuck that game. Uh. So. How about this uh, Sakura game that we've been getting teased about that looks fucking awesome? Yeah, so, you know, you've hear, you've been hearing the rumors over the years where they're saying, hey, yeah, we're not making any more 
um, Dark Souls game. We're done with Dark Souls for now, or at least we're not making. We're not currently working on a new Dark Souls after Dark Souls three. Um, and of course, they did the Bloodborne, and everyone's like, "All right, cool. They're gonna make the next Bloodborne. They're gonna make the next Bloodborne." And they're like, "No, it's not no. Bloodborne. It's a whole Japanese. new IP." And yeah, it's a samurai game. Um, the interesting thing about this, with you know being a hard, you know, not a hardcore uh, Dark Souls gamer, but I love the whole you know get good scrub mentality. Like yeah, dodging yeah. and actually like uh, hitbox porn and things like that. Yeah, so, except for you know, killer's dead. Ah, that hitbox was janky and loose, just like your mother. <laughs> Hey, you're the one that got fucked by it. You can say whatever you want. It still beats you. I mean, maybe I'm into that. Maybe you are. I mean, you still probably did better than Kevin at Dark Souls, so. True, true. Um, He only got to the bell tower. (laughs) Pussy. There were two gargoyles? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I killed them in, like, two minutes. Uh, yeah, I cut off the tail of one and used it to bash the skull in of the other. And then I fucked them. Hard. <laughs> Daddy-like. But what's different about Sekiro that I thought was interesting is, you know, besides being a ninja, you're not a samurai, you're, you're a ninja. So you have your ninja arts and things like that. Instead of the whole classic uh, From Software where you have to keep dodging, you actually want to – it's focused on parrying and no. breaking someone's stance. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know if this will no. be your cup of tea. I like my tank build, damn it. Well, you that's the thing. You can... So there's no builds. You are one type of character. That's the other aspect. There's no mage class. There's no light thief class for parrying. There's no knights. Hmm. So it's a different take on it. And that has a lot of people kind of mixed up about how they're playing it. Because they're so used to be like, oh, he's swinging at me. Let me just dodge. And then they just get instantly taken out. But really, you have to see the choreographed move, counter it, break their stance, and deliver a death blow. It sounds like it could be really fucking fun, but it also sounds like it could be unbelievably frustrating. Yeah. It had is st- it heavily story-focused? Like, yes, is there... yes. And it's not the Dark Souls, like, figure out the story based off of no context. You are literally walked through the story of being like, oh, you were supposed to protect this boy, he got kidnapped, now you're trying to figure out why they took him and things like that. Um, yeah, I I really want to get this game. It looks and awesome. It, and it adds another aspect, too, of three-dimensional movement. So Dark Souls had different layers where you could jump down, you had to jump across, or you read something on the ground that says jump here to get to the secret. It's not actually there. You just fall to your death. This is a grapple hook. So you can actually just go around in the trees and escape like that, or... Because it has so much three-dimensional movement, you can strategically bypass enemies. And it's a lot about – it's built on stealth. Hmm. So you can go in and just kill everything the Dark Souls way or the Night way. Or you can stealth around and just take enemies out one at a time, and it rewards you for that. Did you ever play the Xbox game Tenuchuzi or something like that? It was a ninja game. I know what you're talking about. I didn't play that, but I know what you're talking about. I think you may have watched me play it. Yeah. Where it was it was also very stealth focused where you I mean it was not an open world or mm-hmm. the levels weren't that big but there was a lot of opportunity for you to stealth around all the enemies and go kill your main target. Yeah. It's kind of what it's 
it's nothing like that game i'm sure but that's what it's reminding me of right now yeah it's it's it to be good at the game doesn't necessarily mean you have to be good at countering the game actually rewards you for exploring and finding different ways to do things yeah i hope it comes down in price i i can't justify 60 dollars on it but when it does become cheaper i think i'm definitely gonna buy it yeah that's for me that's definitely a uh, game i want to play um even if it's like a minor sale i think i'll jump on it yeah definitely looking forward to that so let's uh let's move on to the main event conquer conquer Conquer. you've been trying to get me to play this game for a long fucking time i have because i mean when we were in college i managed to get you to play super mario 64 and i was like Mm -hmm. oh if you like this you'll love conquers it's super mario 64 which immediately was like a no for you i was like whoa 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 it's super mario 64 but with poo (laughs) and i went i'm kind of listening i don't know why I'm you would think i'm slightly aroused Ooh. but i'm still a little flaccid i'm i'm half cocked uh <laughs> first off what makes you think that telling me it's like mario 64 would make me want to play well that's not they make you want <laughs> to play it's a description of yeah you got to run around and levels and jump and on jump things, on things. <laughs> yeah and i was like i mean when i told you that mario 64 was the only mario game that i didn't hate that did not mean that I liked it. I know, I know. <laughs> but still, it's a it's it's a very close game to my heart, because it's one of the first mature games I ever got. I really think this is a game that does not deserve its mature rating. Oh, come on. Like, well, for like 1996 or whatever it was, that was a mature game, especially for Nintendo. I'm seeing on the wiki page it was 2001. Oh, it was that? Oh, whatever. I felt I felt so much younger when they'd be like, "Oh shit!" I'd be like, "Oh, turn down the TV real quick." I felt I felt five is what you said. Yeah, I felt young. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I've tried playing this game at least twice before this section where I actually I did beat it. I did beat it, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting around the same section and just getting frustrated and annoyed and at so many different things in the game like it was pretty much like every single thing is pissing me off right now or annoying me or whatever like it wasn't banjo kasui bow 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 <laughs> but it was definitely like i'm i'm gonna kill this game in a minute so i always i always seem to quit at the same spot i'd get maybe like an hour in and go i can't do this this time i, I suffered through um my initial reaction to the game was this is like everything i hate about platforming games but with poo yes yes (laughs) Uh, it was it was a rough start um i also forgot how bad games used to look and like this was in that weird time period where they they could have made it look better if they stopped trying to make it look good for the times um so like immediately I come into it I'm like oh no this is gonna be rough um so we can't do a Steam summary like we usually do because obviously this isn't on Steam it's not a Steam game you could I guess you could look on the Xbox Store because they did have that Conquers like live and reloaded the rehashed version yeah um I'm just gonna read a couple brief blurbs off the wiki so 
Conker's Bad Fur Day is a platformer video game developed by Rare and released for the N64. Um, as part of the Conker series, the game follows the story of Conker the Squirrel, a greedy, heavy-drinking red squirrel who attempts to return home to his girlfriend. There was a Conker series? There was more than one of these? Yes, there was a couple Game Boy games. And he was in, really? like, uh, Diddy Kong Racing as well. Huh. Interesting. I had no idea. Um, the game features an overworld where the player can transition from one level to another, very similar to Mario 64, um, although many are initially blocked off until he earns a certain amount of cash. And, um, yeah, like, I, okay, I said it's like Mario 64. It's, I will say the hub world is much more interesting than the Mario 64 one, mm-hmm. um, to give it, you know, a fair judgment there. Um, the other thing that the wiki says is it was designed for mature audiences, features graphic violence, alcohol, and tobacco use, profanity, vulgar humor, and pop culture references. I don't know why pop culture references would give you a mature rating, but okay. Well, some of the, um, some of the references were like to specific scenes from like uh, uh, The Matrix and things like that where it has guns and violence. Yeah, I mean, I still don't quite understand what causes a game to get a different you know maturity rating but especially considering how shit the graphics were i don't understand justifying this getting mature it's like halo getting a mature rating there's no reason for that that game is a t-rated game Mm -hmm. and considering that they bleep out every fucking swear word in this fucking game fuck (laughs) (laughs) i do not think they deserve a mature rating for profanity like that's a t if you're gonna bleep it out you're not talking about a mature game anymore yeah um so yeah uh initial impressions were not good the intro cinematic wasn't really even a cinematic it was just basically your character drunkenly walking into a bar and from there you get to choose uh which save game you want to pick which i almost deleted my game a number of times just from being like frustratingly hitting go (laughs) and like accidentally tapping the joystick and almost hitting delete that definitely would have ended it right there. I would not have tried any more if I had deleted the game. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the game starts out with you drunkenly walking in, and then it kicks over to, like, Conker sitting on a, a king's throne, and obviously he's this is the end of the game, and they're doing the flashback to, oh, how did I get here? And you're at a bar drinking. You call up your girlfriend, who is a oddly sexy squirrel rabbit person harkens back to like space jam where like bugs bunny is really into the uh other girl bunny it's like i i think i'm into furries (laughs) it's like hmm now i really understand why there's so many people on the internet who are into furries you did this n64 (laughs) this is your problem Ah, we we didn't do it but we didn't help you definitely didn't help um yeah, she's doing all sorts of sexy stretches and calisthenics as he's trying to call her to drunkenly tell her he's not coming home. <laughs> so you fast forward, you wake up um, hungover in a field, and the game starts. And immediately from that point, I was getting annoyed because um, that entire tutorial area was just driving me up a wall. Like, talking to that fucking scarecrow and and just trying to get out of that area was so frustrating with how shitty the controls were it was it was not a good first impression um but i but i toughed it out throughout the the entirety of the game 
Yeah, that's that. I have such good memories of that. To hear like "tough it out" puts a really bad taste in my mouth because like it, it's not an easy game. It was very challenging, and I will have to say like for some of it, you have to cheese it. Meaning what? So there's distinctly a part of the game where you're shooting zombies. Mm-hmm. The very moment you get the first shotgun, that part was impossible. I could not beat that. So I had to just cheese it by hopping on a gravestone because they couldn't reach you and then shooting them. Yeah. So, yeah. I would like you to tell me, Mark, what is the game type? The game type is a platformer with vulgarity that does that's a parody on multiple uh, movies and like it it it's it's. It's almost like a Killer 7 or a Killer is Dead where it's a mishmash of just all different types of things. But it, it's, you know, you each world is almost built around doing one type of thing and then they're done with it. See, you're lying. It's not a platformer. It's ah, that's a got, shitty... It's got no, running no. and jumping and hitting people no. with a pan. No, it is a shitty version of every game genre mashed into one <laughs> that's what this game is it's a shitty first person shooter it's a shitty racing game it's a shitty platformer and, like every single whatever they were trying to do like that matrix scene is just so poorly done ah but but you know but it's so good because like you don't have to buy any one game you can trial everything in this one game and the game was well, very well aware of it. Be like, huh, that didn't work out so well. Ah, whatever. So, <laughs> so rather than pulling it out and going, ooh, that was a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't try and make a first-person shooter with an N64 controller. They went, ah, I think this works out well. Uh, we're just going to leave that there. <laughs> for, for an N64 controller, this isn't awful. <laughs> right. This isn't the worst thing I've ever had to try and play on an N64 controller. Uh, but... Yeah. Or... Oh, I forgot. Flight Simulator. I oh. also had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Flight yeah. Simulator when you're a bat or Flight Simulator? When you're a bat. Okay. Yeah. No, this... Uh, it was such... It was such an unfocused game. Like, every time I thought that I was getting the hang of whatever new mechanic they decided to throw at me, they it switched. And the main thing that was really, really fucking pissing me off about this was the fact that they never told you any of the controls as to what happened they're just like here it is and i'm like how do i even control this mm -hmm. like whenever they gave me the shotgun you know how to pull forever, it out <laughs> it took me forever to realize how to aim and move at the same time and eventually i'm like oh if i just hold down r it completely switches how my controller is working but i can live with this like shitty movement style and I think it had inverted controls on yeah. top of that to make me extra annoyed. It was, was like, it, can, weren't they like something weird where it's like you have to hold R to aim and then you can move with the C key, the C buttons? Yeah, C became strafing and moving forward and back, and then aiming was with the joystick. It was horrible <laughs> with inverted controls. It was the worst. But I could get through it once I realized all that, but they didn't tell you that. They, did, they never bothered to say, hey... <laughs> Here's the new controls we're throwing at you, just so you know. Or like the racing segment, I had no idea that you had to hold down one of the buttons to move faster. Yeah, otherwise you can never win. I, I died like, I, I went around in circles probably ten times on that, 
in a row. So this was after like the 20 times where I died. Yeah. And I was finally getting the hang of doing the jumping and shit. And I'm like, where the fuck are the people I'm supposed to be racing? And I, I guess I just started pushing buttons to figure out what stuff did and went, oh, there's a zoom button? Well, that would have been nice to know. I didn't know there was a booster. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And that you have to, I think it wasn't, you have to hit the yeah, characters was, too to kill them. Uh, that that wasn't that made kind of perfect sense to me at that fucked up moment. Um, I do want to say that section of the game almost got me drunk as shit because <laughs> every time that I finished, I would like quick tape take a sip of the whiskey I had, but I was dying so fast that I was like drinking a lot more than I intended, and all of a sudden I'm like, uh. I need to stop all of what I'm doing right now. There, There's your one-liner. <laughs> so bad, it'll get you drunk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. That plays into the world, though, because he's an alcoholic. And part, an of the, alcoholic. part of the game mechanic is get drunk so you can piss on shit. Yes, and also introduces another mechanic that I didn't. I didn't know that you could pee harder. Yes. Yes. So you're th- are you talking about how you tried to pee the golems or like the yes. rock people? Yes. Yeah, I didn't figure I that no out for idea a long that you could time. Pee yeah. I'm like th- oh, that would have been nice to and the worst part of that was if you let yourself stop being drunk and got hung over, it would take forever to go and get undrunk. Yep, cuz so you, you have to go back stumble and get drunk around again. and vomit. <sighs> and sometimes so I remember distinctly it was awful, but remembering back is like, wow. The game really did punish you if you didn't manage it. You would almost get in a loop of like, take two steps, vomit. Take two steps, vomit. Take two steps, vomit. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I can't go anywhere because the game doesn't care how much bodily fluid is actually in Conquer. Oh my god, it was awful. So yeah, back to uh, outside of the, the gameplay type because I can bitch about every single one of the... Each one of the worlds. The individual... And, yeah. And the individual things they made you do. I mean, every time it was just like, can you guys please tell me what you want me to do? How, how do I do this? Um, what the fuck was the point of the Scarecrow? Because he seemed like he was going to be a continuing character the way he was talking to you and saying, oh, I'm going to help you get home and shit. And then he just like never came back. Yeah, no. That was, so that, that was like a recurring thing where it's like, oh, yeah buddy buddy we're gonna help you blah 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 you do one thing for them then they're like yeah i'm out yeah it was kind of just like just it's kind of just like how the game was built around like side quests where it's like or the main quest where you have to do the side quest for the main quest and once you were done you were done like there was no revisiting or no like completionist which worked out for the game because it was not a straightforward game sometimes it took some finagling to figure out what you're supposed to do no (laughs) that's that's what i'm saying is it's there's a difference between having it be challenging or having a puzzle and just not telling me how to do anything it just feels very lazy that's actually how the majority of this game felt to me was just lazy as fuck like the context button Mm -hmm. oh we could actually like give you a variety of weapons or a variety of objects you had to go find or whatever or we can just put a button here that you push and we're going to break the fourth wall to do that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Fine. That's... I guess if you don't want to actually think about it, you can go ahead and do that. I'd prefer that you put a little more effort in Conquer Team, but okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, those B-pads or whatever they were where you just go to it, press the button, and do an action. Sometimes that'd be timed or 
whatever, it's kind of like a, it really is almost like a cop-out, like, well, rather than build something else into it or give Conqueror abilities, sure, let's just make it so, like, he can turn into an anvil to break through, or he just pulls a slingshot out, like, why hasn't he had a slingshot the entire game? It was just their way of developing a puzzle for that scenario. But it, but it wasn't a puzzle, that's the thing, it's a single push-button puzzle, and that's so uninteresting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, level design, they were just very similar, and kind of too small but too big at the same time. Like, on the one hand, I felt like there really wasn't much to do, and it was just kind of being led around the nose to whatever the next section was they wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, I felt like whenever they made me do certain things, it would take for fucking ever to get to the, the area I needed to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now I got to pick this thing up and drag it over here. Ugh, it's going to take so long to get there. Yeah, they, it, it was almost like a new, it's like the origin of like fetch quests of like, hey, mm -hmm. take this bomb all the way over there. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Or like even when and, fighting some of the bosses, it'd be like, oh, you have to basically round be around about with like where you're leading them, because you have pretty far to go to get to the next B button thing for the next contextual, like for the poo boss. It was quite a far way to like get to the next one to throw toilet paper in his mouth. Yeah. So let me let me quote a few things that I did in Conquer. <laughs> so there was a bee that was bawling her eyes out because her hive was stolen. So I had to go steal it back from the wasps, who then say, and I quote, I'm a sting your butt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the queen kills them. With, with a machine gun. With a machine gun. Um, in another part, there was a box that had a fat bitch squishing him because there's a gassy mouse who you feed to the point of exploding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's another part where you need to get up to a certain area and you have to tickle a giant titty sunflower to the point where she exposes herself so you can jump on her boobs to get to that next area. I'm going to emphasize, it wasn't a giant sunflower with titties. It was a sunflower with giant titties. Yes. There was, as you have mentioned, a poo monster that you had to listen to singing opera at you so you could throw toilet paper in its mouth. How many games can you and say has well-cultured poo? I I can't <laughs> say there's another game, Mark. I don't know if that's a point in the game's favor. I don't, even, I don't even think Mr. Hanky is that cultured. Don't you talk about Mr. Hanky like that. How? I'm going to fuck you up. Um, what else did happen in this game? There was a you saw World War II reference. There was a Matrix reference. There was a Star Wars reference. There was a Aliens reference. Um, there was a section making fun of hillbillies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a suicide joke. Multiple. There was Nazi teddy bears. There was Nazi teddy bears. I'm trying to, there's so many things in this game that I just kind of paused and looked at and went, this is happening right now. It's, it's one of those games that's like, it's, it's so good because it's astonishing. Like, wow, you're, you're really doing this. Hmm. You get to hang out in a techno club. Yep, yeah. Um you get to Yeah, it's uh you go into a coliseum and get a T Rex thing to bite a guy's butt so he exposes his dick. Turns out he had a micro penis. Yep. So 
yeah, that's uh This game has a lot going for for it. That's why I was saying it's not it's not it's a pile of shit that just smells good because it has so much going for it. No, that is not what I'm <laughs> saying at all. I'm saying this this game left me very confused in every in every manner speaking. It was the controls confused me, what the hell was going on with the gameplay confused me, the level design confused me, the I mean, the character design was whatever the very character unique. design was. I, I was just, I did not know what was going on at any point in this game. I mean, we already know that people were are into animals with big old titties, but plants with big old titties. That's, I guess that's something new. That's novel. I don't know if it's really something we need though. Um, I want to sidestep for a second though, related to what I'm complaining about. This game lagged. Yes, it. Did. I didn't know. I did not know that N64 games could lag, but it lagged, and it was very noticeable when I was doing stuff, and it would kill me a lot. Like, not internally kill me, like, oh, this game would be so good if it wasn't so laggy. It would literally kill me in the game. I would die because it lagged. Its graphics would kill me because the depth perception was non-existent. I would think that I was beyond a death, a death blade and would cut me in half. I don't quite understand how the veterans of the platformer nintendo could fuck up this hard yeah that so i don't actually recall it lagging that much i do remember it was not it didn't run fluidly like banjo 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 kazooie banjo kazooie 2 mario they had their stutters but overall they were pretty fluid especially for rare to screw up like that i don't recall that but I mean, it's possible that my N64 is, you know, almost 20 years old, probably. Yeah. But I don't think so. But still, I do <laughs> I do remember not running the greatest, like Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, um, with some other rare games, you know, Perfect Dark or whatever. They didn't run perfect, but they were still very much playable and wouldn't cause death or huge, like, issues. Yeah. Speaking of deaths, let's go over the ways that I died in this game. Oh, yeah, please. So I drowned in poo. Mm-hmm. I got crushed by poo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got squished by boxes. I got cut in half. I got exploded. I fell into a meat grinder. I got eaten by zombies. Um, I got eaten by a dog shark fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he caught up to you? Yep. Um, <laughs> I fell to my death. I fell into lava. I got eaten by a T-Rex. I got beat to death by, um, cavemen, I guess is what they were supposed to be. Yeah, some kind of weird cavemen that you become the king of. Um, I got eaten by an alien. I got shot in slow motion. I died a lot. I died a lot in this game. Which made me realize very quickly that that's probably where they were getting their mature rating from, and they still didn't deserve it because the deaths were so cartoony that they weren't, like meaningful yeah back then though but like death like any form of blood would be considered graphic even if it was super polygoned um i guess like when you would destroy the cows with the bull when you're trying to feed them prune juice to fill the shitter or whatever Uh, they would literally explode that was was another thing that i saw in conquer i saw cows getting diarrhea into a hole a lot of poo jokes in this game, and it seems to have a very specific kind of humor to it, Mark. Oh yeah, it's great scat humor. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's the origin of my comedy. Sex and poo jokes. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I I think I fully understand your the birth of your persona. It's Conquer. It's and conquer. I actually used to play a lot of the multiplayer by myself. I played a bit of it just to see what they were like. I will be honest, if I had this game when I was a kid, I would have played those multiplayers a lot. Because those actually did seem like... They would have been fun to play with friends. Yeah, either by yourself or with friends, especially when you're doing like either the heist where you try and steal money and trying to either beat each other up or shoot each other with the weapons, or when you do the squirrels for the versus the Nazi teddies, so like capture the flag. Capture the flag was so much fun. Yeah, as I said, I could see that being a fun multiplayer game to play. The racing game was um, bullshit. Well, the racing mission was bullshit. I've you remember when you were a kid and you get really frustrated with a game and you try and like twist the controller out of frustration? Oh yeah. You ever do that as a kid? Oh yeah. I still lean it, when I play Mario Kart. It got me to that point and I started to twist the N64 controller and I felt it start to give and had to stop myself. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, I might actually be able to break this if I try. Why and strong. I... <laughs> I don't want to break this because of Conquer. I should just stop playing instead. <laughs> I mean, the games almost had so to be... So bad, I almost sacrificed my console for it. If the games were super easy for unlike, especially in the games where it's N64 days, where it's like, you only get one game every six months or one game a year, they had to last. But this isn't fun challenging. This is just frustrating. It's fucking me about. No more, no less. I don't I don't enjoy it whenever a game is is difficult because the controls are shit. That's not fun. I want it to be like Dark Souls where it's punishing me for being bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Um I also found it along the the line of dying. Death was meaningless in this game. It was almost as meaningless as in Dragon Ball Z. Like <laughs> they actually and they they actually crack humor at that in the game where death the the character death would almost be like yeah squirrels are like cats or whatever they just figure out how to keep living yeah that was so not funny like that entire death character was just i'm just sitting there listening to him going i can i skip Mm -hmm. can i please skip because i don't want to listen to you talk anymore you're i get it you don't like cats ha ha death doesn't like cats because they have nine lives shut the fuck up let me get on to the next part (laughs) jesus ah um but no, I meant, aside from the fact that you would die and you had another life because you had another tail or whatever, then you actually die, and it just puts you back at the beginning. Like, it was either utterly meaningless, or there wasn't a checkpoint soon enough, and I would get mad. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no in-between. Mm-hmm. I did not like that at all. Um, so, in terms of the the story, I was very confused as to what was actually going on like i get the whole thing where the king wants a a fix for his table leg and the scientist decides that you need to have a squirrel to support it because ha 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 he's the perfect really that was really not funny mark um (laughs) (laughs) i get that and i get that that he's the main bad guy because he's trying to capture you and you don't really know he's capturing you and eventually you end up fighting him because the mafia boss tricks you into doing one last job and he's working for the king i get that what i don't understand is everything in between there what was the objective 
why why did I go into the poo area? It's almost like a Rube... I almost felt like it was a Rube Goldberg where you had to do such miscellaneous side things that had no context or no meaning to what you wanted to do for the end goal. But it all just, like, flowed into each other, and it had to be done. I, I feel like if I were giving them the benefit of the doubt, it was like Killer is Dead, where they were being artsy about it and trying to show you that Conker doesn't care about his girlfriend, he doesn't care about the larger world, he doesn't care about these people he's helping, he's just in it for the money. And so they're joking around with that by, you know, having you do these seemingly unconnected things, but the one thing that connected everything was simply getting more money. Yeah. And then at the end where he's like, woo, I'm a millionaire, you know, yeah. that was his main driver. But again, like the B button, that's such a cop-out. It's, you're being quote-unquote artsy so that you don't have to actually write a story. It's the same thing that I've told Kevin time and time again. You can make up excuses for Bastion all you want. They still left out a humongous part of their job, which is doing a good job at storytelling or doing a good job at, at putting in actual game mechanics properly. You know, you, you can claim the Conqueror's breaking the fourth wall and being real edgy and shit, but at the end of the day, they forgot to write the story. Yeah, it was almost more like you had to do everything you could to get money because you needed money in the end to save your girl. Which I but don't understand died. how she got into the point of need needing to be saved. Well, she was captured. But then there's a, definitely and... a point where she's just like chilling with the mob boss. Oh yeah, and but then she dies, and it's like completely meaningless. She just gets and killed. That's how he becomes the miserable king. But it doesn't even seem like he gives a shit that his girlfriend died. Actually, it didn't seem like he gave a shit about his girlfriend at all during the game, because whenever yeah. he met anything with big boobs, he loved them. Yeah, I don't know. I just, there was not a character in this game that I liked. They were all either annoying or stupid or just generally unlikable. Like, just, like, Conker just didn't like him. He was just such a douche half the time, such an asshole the other half of the time. And consistently, his, actually, everyone's voice acting was terrible. <laughs> you were complaining last week about Mondo Zappa sounding like shit. This was worse. It sounded like they were recording it with a fishbowl on their head. It sounded like our audio. Well, I mean... And they had an actual studio. <laughs> How else are you <laughs> supposed to make a pitchfork sound? But it's not even, like, just being bad at... at doing accents like conquer sounded like he had some uh, like a fist in his mouth the whole time he was talking yeah i would almost it's i would almost so fight bad. that to the bit rate that the nintendo cartridge could even handle but it, he didn't have to make it sound like he was currently talking through a mouthful of cum <laughs> i mean it was i don't i could not stand his voice it was so grating i don't know man i what do you see in this game <laughs> really oh, it was such a it was such a trip being so young and seeing like drinking, drugs, sexual content, peeing wherever you want. Like that was so freeing to be like, dude, I could be conquer, get crunk, whip it out, and piss all over these people in a club. It was also very I much I, I loved I this game has a special place because I would play it for hours doing the multiplayer. I don't know, man. It's just, 
I was expecting so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I played some other games that people have recommended to me, I might come out of them going, I don't like it, but at least I understand. I don't think I can say that in this case. (laughs) I mean, if you're trying to say that it's still fun to you now, if you're saying it was fun then, and you're blinded by nostalgia, fine. I may be mildly blinded by nostalgia. Or is it poo? I mean, I poo every day, so I get a reminder every day about Conquer. Do you sing opera while you're doing it? I wish I could. But if I if I were to open my mouth, I would just scream in pain. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I think I hit all my talking points. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, nah, it was just... It's such a goofy game that it just hits a nostalgia point, too, for me. Um... That's really what it harkens to, is like this game being on the N64 where games had to last a while. This is one of the few where the game took me a long time to beat. I loved playing it. It was a challenge. I felt so accomplished when I finally beat it. And then I got returning value of just playing the multiplayer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I can understand why at the time it would be like a really fun game to play. But it has not aged well at all. Yeah, like, I'll, agree, I'll agree it has not aged well. But I'm still going to push on the on the humor. I mean, you can go tell me to fuck myself and still <laughs> it's funny. But, I mean, I was expecting... That's what I thought was going to do it for me. I thought it was going to be like playing Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. Where the gameplay's shit, but at least it's funny. And I'm just sitting here going, I swear to God, if they tell one more pun... I'm just going to stick this controller in my ear so I don't have to hear it anymore. But so punny. So bad. (laughs) So how would you rank this? I think if I actually had nothing else to play, I might play this again. Um, Which is odd considering how much I just shat all over it. But I think the multiplayer games, like, I could actually probably play those. Um and have fun with them whereas like a dust force there's literally nothing else for me to do in that game Mm -hmm. i just don't want to play it ever again Mm -hmm. so it's it's on the bottom of the meh pile but i i might give it a shot if i really had nothing else to do um and what was the one-liner that you said so bad i actually you're so bad at all what did did you say (laughs) (laughs) something about drinking oh i don't even remember uh gosh maybe like you just and be like, oh, I'm just going to think back to that clip that you said at the beginning, and, like, replay it, be like, yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, whatever he said, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Something like, it's so bad, it, I I don't even know, so bad I drank myself to death? <laughs> I don't remember. That'll be interesting after this is edited to, like, have that clip just uh, conveniently inserted right here. And then it just <laughs> goes into it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that right there. That one, that one, yeah, that. <laughs> and i'm assuming for you this hits where on the on the ranking on, on the ranking i'm actually so it's not the best i won't play it again immediately or at any time but i still think it's it's above better because i would definitely play it again for nostalgia or for to relive what you thought was a confusing or bad story because it's so it's so nostalgia driven for me like, I know what the story is. I know how it plays. I know how to solve everything. 
but it's one of those where it's like, I don't care. I love, I just love this game. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> now I just understand that you have a poo fetish. Mm. Makes sense. All you gotta do is stuff with me with poo. Stuff you with poo? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of the, uh, an Alaska dildo? No. <laughs> you poo in a condom and freeze it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would like to say that I did not edit any of that. That was right off the top of his head. I did not look that up. <laughs> Actually, did I get that right? Let me look it up right now. Alaskan dildo. Urban Dictionary, Alaskan dildo. The act of defecating a condom, freezing said condom, then having sex in the kitchen, reach over and grabbing the frozen log out of the fridge and stick it in your girl's anus. <laughs> oh my god. That's... <laughs> uh there's something wrong with you dude you gotta be you gotta be resourceful man is that resourceful you sure that's the word you want to use thrifty cheap <laughs> dildos hey thrifty dildos are dildos are expensive and i can always make different sizes and shapes of frozen dogs <laughs> with poo it's almost like uh, uh balloon art like you want a trident man i will shit you a trident i like a duck dick Ooh, yeah. Give her the nice uh, corkscrew. There you go. New meaning to the word I screwed her. <laughs> now that we've opened up Mark via poo, what about a one-liner? A one-liner. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's not really a one-liner, but it's, it's, a, it's a movie quote or a movie situation from Anchorman. You're the guy that was just like, ugh, I just shat out a squirrel. And I'm on the side like, oh, I'm sorry I ate your chocolate-covered squirrel. <laughs> you hate it. You had yeah, so much discomfort with it. I exactly loved it. it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Nice nice poo reference, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Fucking weirdo. Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've talked about this game more than I'd ever wanted to, so... You got me to play it, man. Yay. Good good for you? That's all I wanted. That's all you wanted. <laughs> um, so, as for upcoming uh, games and stuff, uh, Kevin's doing Metro 2033, which is probably the next one. Um, he's also doing Fallout 1, which I don't even know if he's started yet at this point. Um, Eric's playing Project Zomboid. I'm playing Infested Planet. We gotta catch up and get everyone else on some extra crossover stuff um i'm playing assassin's creed pat's playing uh dying light so that's kind of where the future is taking us at this point i'm sure next time we'll have a more updated um epitoire of games we're going to be going through uh as for social media stuff you know find us on facebook utter descent facebook page uh, you can also follow us on twitter twitter <laughs> at utter descent and any podcasting uh, site that you like to use, we're on there. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, we're on all of them. Uh, some of them, you're only going to get the new stuff, though, because they want us to pay more money, and I'm just not going to do that if this is uh, free. So with that, I think we are we're good, and we're going to catch you guys next time. See ya.